You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. When we humble ourselves and seek the Lord through fasting, we have the opportunity to receive spiritual breakthrough. Know more about this message by Pastor Francis Villanueva. Uh, we are in a series. This is the last installment of our series called Cross Training. When you hear cross training, just the word of it, it makes you tired already. Usually, uh, athletes with a certain sport, a specialty sport, for example, it's, if it's boxing or uh, uh, swimming, they would not just, when it comes to boxing, they won't just punch a punching bag to train. But they would cross a certain sport and train in that area as well so that when they cross train, it enhances the sport they are in. For example, they would try to, for boxing, I see, I see some people uh, training for boxing that they would do running, they would do uh, j- uh, jumping rope, right? Even though you, there's, there's not a contest of jumping rope in boxing, or, or they would go swimming. Why? Why do they do that? Because it enhances their main sport. And the reason why we people work out or train so that, or they go to the gym, is because they want to either feel good, look good, and or be healthy. How many of you guys want to train and try and are trying to train so that you can be healthy, so that you, we can have long life? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, those things are good. But Scripture says that yes, as we train for our bodies physically, godly training has more benefits. Spiritual training has more benefits. That's the reason why we have this uh, cross-training. Our series objective is that at the end of this series, our church members will embrace and do spiritual disciplines as they understand the benefits of training for godly living. We talked about prayer. We talked about the importance of reading the Word. And last week, we talked about giving. And right now, we are going to talk about Fasting, okay? Probably just the word fasting, fasting, fasting. It's already, it's almost lunch and we're going to talk about fasting. Just the mere thought of the word fasting. Sometimes food already comes to our mind. Lechon paksiw, lechon kawale, adobo, nilaga, sinigang, buffet, right? But we do this, we go to cross-training because we want to train our spiritual bodies. Because more than that, thinking that if I'm going to train my spiritual body, it's going to benefit me when I go to heaven. No. While we're here on earth, this spiritual training benefits us as well. As we talk about fasting, you know what? Fasting is something that everyone is aware of. Uh, When we talk about fasting... Uh, science already has proven that there are uh, health benefits when you go through fasting. Probably some of you here have been advised by a doctor already to go through fasting or one, one time or another. Um, also, other religions do fast, right? They go through a process of fasting. Uh, another thing is that besides Religion, besides um, uh, health benefits, sometimes people, when they 
complain against a certain ideology or institution, what do they do? They are they 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 don't eat, they fast, or in other words, what we popularly know is as hunger strike. <laughs> okay, they, when they try to demand for something, and sometimes people would fast if they're asking for something. When we talk about fasting, people are aware of it. But even though if that people are aware of it, sometimes we are thinking, do we understand what fasting is all about? If we are saying that those are the things that people do for fasting, what is the difference when it comes to the way people fast and the way a Christian would fast? That's the question that we are going to answer today. So with that, can I request everyone to stand up and open your Bibles to Psalm 69, verse 9 to 11. We will be reading the word. Let's all read. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word that sustains us and gives us life. Lord, I pray, Lord God, even right now that you would speak to us, Lord God, not only in our heads, not only in our ears, but you would speak to our hearts as well so that we may know your heart. Lord, we thank you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. You can all take your seats. Fasting. The word fasting, um, it has different meanings. In the Old Testament or in the Hebrews, the meaning of fasting is to cover the mouth. In the Greek, it means to abstain. That's the reason why when people fast, in other words, they try to abstain from certain things in order for them to focus on God. Okay? Also, in fasting, in the Old Testament, it was a command. And the only one is that there is a command in the Old Testament during the Day of Atonement, people should fast. The, the Israelites should fast. They do this once a year or probably in times that when God tells them to do so for the forgiveness of their sin. The, the, the Israelites would bring their offerings to the priest and then the priest would sacrifice it. When, when they gave prayers and sacrificed the offerings, the, the God will forgive their sins. So that is uh, one aspect of fasting, that that is a command from God only in the Day of Atonement. Other fasting that we can see in the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, is that it's voluntary. And when they do it, it usually, it's usually because there's mourning. Okay? The people mourn or there's distress happening or they're in danger. We could see, usually see this in, in, in Scripture. An example of this would be uh, David. Every time that there is danger in this life, actually the verse that we read, okay, David was in a, in a situation that he needed the, the intervention of God to come. And that's why he made that, 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 that psalm. Also, uh, of course, fasting existed in the Old Testament, but we also have to understand that fasting still exists in the New Testament. Because sometimes people pro- would probably think, I thought, when Jesus came, he abolished the, all the religious things. 
Okay? But yes, he abolished the, not the religious things, but the religious mindset. So when we fast right now, which we will be talking about later, uh, in the New Testament, fasting still exists. And there are a lot of scriptures that can prove that. Um, there's Matthew 6, there's Matthew 9, there's, uh, there's uh, in Acts, every time the, the disciples or the apostles would try to make a decision, usually the decision that they're asking from God would come through prayer and fasting. There are a lot of things, and basically, probably the, the most, uh, the best example that we can see in the, old, in the New Testament, the existing of fasting is that Jesus himself fasted. Okay? And last is, is this. When we talk about fasting, this is one of the disciplines that Jesus warned about. Other disciplines that he warned about was when it comes to praying, when it comes to giving, and yes, this fasting. Jesus warned about this because we can do fasting. What, what in Matthew 6 says, we, we can do these religious things, but if our motive is to just be seen by people, so that people will acknowledge, oh, this person is holy and all that, and we just want to get that acknowledgement and reputation for people, that's the wrong kind of fasting. That's the wrong kind of prayer. That's the wrong kind of giving. But the question is, what should be our motive when, when we go through fasting? What should be our heart? What should be our attitude when we go through fasting? First is, this, our attitude in fasting is we should have a hunger for God. In Psalm 69 verse 9, in what we read, For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Let's talk about zeal. When you talk about zeal, we talk about uh, passion. We talk about it's a drive. It's a zest. It's an eagerness. Or it's a hunger. When you are zealous for something, or when you are passionate for something, you would usually look for it. You look for it, you think about it, always, because when you find that, when you uh, think about it, it brings pleasure in you. For example, my wife, she is so passionate in working. And since, and, but because right now, because of our situation, we have a, 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 an eight-month-old uh, daughter she, had, she has to stay in the house right now and take care of our daughter. But sometimes she would think about, about work or anything. Or sometimes she, she would just try to help me in some of the t- stuff I do. Why? Because she is passionate when it comes to, comes to work. Or probably if, you, if two weeks ago in the NBA Finals, you were passionate watching the Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Or probably you... In one of the Sundays when you were here, when Pastor Sunny was preaching, and you were trying to get the updates, what's happening in basketball right now? <laughs> Why? Because you are so passionate about it. You look for it, you think about it, and because it brings pleasure to you. It brings pleasure to your heart, it brings pleasure to your mind. And when we talk about passion, I'm reminded of a show that I watched before. Okay? Not that I need it. Okay, <laughs> look at my body. I don't need it. But I, the reason why I, I, I like watching it, because I'm interested in, in what they're doing. From this number of pounds, the result will be 
like this, and I love the title. It's like, it's like oxymoron, the biggest loser. Because it's a test of passion. It's a test of passion. In here, when sometimes we think that when, if you have to lose weight, sometimes we think, I should not eat anything. What they do is that they train. They, they train, they go to treadmills and all that. Of course, they have challenges as well. And also, they, they don't eat. But how many of you believe that that's not true? If you're watching the show, it's not that they don't eat, but they have replaced the food that they usually eat with something else. They replaced all the carbs, all the lechon, all the pork, all the chicken skin, okay, all the chips, all the chocolates. They replaced all of it with something better, something healthy. Because sometimes when we talk about fasting, sometimes we think about that. It's about me not eating food. I'm going to fast. I'm not going to eat food. But you know what? Fasting is not about me not eating food. Fasting is me seeking God. Instead of not our mindset, instead of saying, I'm not going to eat food. I'm fasting. But I'm going to seek God. That's why I'm going to fast. They don't eat, yo, they don't eat the food that destroys their body, but what they eat are vegetables, fruits, probably something they don't like, but it's beneficial. Fasting can sometimes be like that. Just the word of it. You don't like it. Let me give you a secret. I don't like it as well. <laughs> but I know it's beneficial. So even though that I don't like it, like some vegetables that I don't like, like ampalaya, I try to eat it because I know its benefits. And I pray at the end of this series that we would understand the, what fasting is all about. Okay? It's not about not eating food, but it's about fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's not about having a diet. Okay? Or if you're an 80s person, it's not about hindi ka nagre-reduce. Okay? It's not about losing weight, but it's to seek Him that we become hungry for His Word and we start to pray. When we fast, we stop eating or stop something that we usually do. If you're a person, if you're a teenager here, you're consumed with playing games in your iPad or in your computer, it's something that consumes you. It's something that brings pressure for you. Or if you're a girl here, who, who, a woman here who loves shopping or going to the internet and looking at things in Pinterest and all that, that consumes you. It brings pleasure in you. Or if you're just here who, who likes to browse to Facebook, internet and all that, it consumes you. When we fast, we take all those things that consumes us aside and sleep? No, <laughs> you don't sleep. Instead, you take them aside and you put the word in your plate. And you start to read it. And you start to devour it. Why? Because it's not about taking away the food, but it's just replacing it with something better. Start to read your... So when it comes to lunchtime, when you fast, you start to... Instead of eating, we start to read our word. We start to pray. We start to see God. Lord, uh, yes, I know I'm hungry physically, but right now I am more hungry for you. I want to hear from you. I want to know you more. 
we pray and read our word when it comes to fasting. Philippians 3, verse 8, it said, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amazing what Paul was saying here, that he considers everything a loss, which is surpassing knowing Christ Jesus, Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. This video game I'm playing every time, I consider it rubbish. Going through Facebook and checking if, if people have given me 100 likes already every day, I consider them rubbish. This food that brings satisfaction to me right now, I consider this rubbish compared to what Jesus is about to show me. You're not consumed by what you can't have because you are more consumed by what you already have. Let me repeat that. When it comes to fasting, you are not consumed by what you can't have because you're more consumed by what you already have. When we talk about consume, sometimes I, when I look at people and they have problems and they are consumed with their problems, they always think about it. They don't know what to do about it. They do different things. Hopefully, things that would bring them closer to God, but sometimes they do stupid things. When they are consumed with problems, when some people are consumed by work, they are uh, so focused that when you try to talk to them, they become angry at you. When people are consumed in watching TV, they don't want to be bothered. Or watching movie, they don't want to be bothered. They're so consumed. But what we're saying here is that when you are, you are not consumed by anything else because you are more consumed by what God is doing in your life. It's like when you... If you're married here, when you courted your wife, or probably if you're in courtship right now, I remember the time when I was courting my, my, my wife, uh, I tried to save, and sometimes I'm forced to fast, go on hunger strike. No, I'm not <laughs> hunger striking because, because of me courting her, but, but sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, because I want to go out to a date with my wife, I'm going to save this money instead of me buying the usual food that I like to buy, it's either I'm going to budget it or don't eat during lunch because I want to save it. And sometimes I came from work, I'm tired, but sometimes I would, I, I would take the time to meet her and have a date. And when we meet, what happens? Guys, do we complain? Uh, you know what? I saved that money for you. You have to be thankful and all that. You're trying to put it in your face. Or, you know what? I'm courting you, but I'm so tired right now. Let's just not meet today. When you are passionate for something, when you are consumed about your relationship with a person that you love, the things that you sacrifice looks very small compared to the relationship with you, what you have. And you know what? A hunger for God is like that. That yes, this is a momentary sacrifice. Yes, I can feel the pain <laughs> that this is creating in my sacrifice. But compared to what I have, the treasure that is before me, it is nothing compared to the pain that I'm feeling. I am more satisfied with the relationship that I have 
with this person I love. And I hope that we would say that to God, that we are more satisfied in Him. It's not about being legalistic and feeling commanded when we fast, but showing God, I desire you more than food, hobby, recreation, or anything else that brings satisfaction to my heart. Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2, it says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God. When can I go and meet with God? This is a very passionate psalm. This is a picture of a deer trying to run for his life when a predator is trying to, 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 to eat him. Then when he outruns that predator, he stops and tries to take a drink of water. When he tries to flee for his life. I guess one of my questions right now is, are you ready? Are we ready to have that kind of passion like a deer? That we are ready or willing to do anything to save our life, to save our souls, and to seek the thing that would bring satisfaction in our hearts. As the deer pants for streams of water, my prayer is our soul will also pant for God. One of my uh, favorite theologians, John Piper, said, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Fasting is not intended to punish the flesh, but to redirect our attention to God. More than we, what we can get from His hands, it's a hunger for God to see His face. I hope that we would want to glorify God. I hope that we would have satisfaction towards God. Here in Victory, you, we always hear this, that we exist to honor God and make disciples. We want to honor God. And when we honor God, when we bring satisfaction in Him, He is most glorified in our lives. What does a person who has a hunger for God look like? Let's go to the next part of the verse. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproach of those who reproach you have fallen on me. What the psalmist was saying is that whenever God was dishonored, I feel the pain because I love God so much. I guess this is a question for us right now. When something wrong happens, what do we feel? When we see um, people being killed by suicide bombers, when we see institutions trying to pass a law that has been that from for a certain institution that has been given by God already and people try to change it because of the wisdom that they think that they have which goes against the word of God what do we feel when we see young people being killed like what, what we see in the news when it comes to hazing fraternity how do we feel it's when we see those things it's a way of seeing, God, you are not glorified in this. And when you are not glorified in this, I feel that thing as well. I feel your, your, your pain, your disdain. How do we feel? When you heard of the news in a certain prayer meeting, I'm not trying to scare you, okay? <laughs> that we'll have a prayer meeting this coming Tuesday. 
in the U.S. that there was a prayer meeting. Then there was this person who came in and started to kill people in the prayer meeting. When you hear news about that, how do you feel? Or when you see marriages being broken because of sin, how do you feel? When you see uh, your office mates having an affair, knowing that they are already married, and having an affair with another office mate, how do you feel? You know what? A person was a hunger for God and a zeal for God will feel the things that God would feel when it comes to sin. And if we don't feel that thing, or if we don't feel that tug in our heart when we hear such things, that's the reason why we have to have an attitude of hunger for God. Lord, I hunger for you. Change my heart. Renew my heart. And when he does that, we also understand that, okay, all of these things are happening, Lord, but I all you have changed my heart and I feel that. But I also understand that it's not me who's going to change all these things. I, I don't have the power. I know that you're the only one who can change all these things that are happening in, outside in the world, in my life, in my friend's life. That's where our second attitude comes in. We are surrendering to him and saying, Lord, I have no power over these things. I want your will to be done here on earth. Psalm 69, verse 10 to 11, it goes, When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. Humility. When you talk about humility, it talks about lowering oneself. Humility is a posture. You lower your condition. Sometimes, because of our sinful hearts, what we do is that, I wa- what we say is that, I want it my way. I want to do it my way. There's a song, My Way or the Highway, right? Or probably you, be- you, you heard this a few weeks ago, someone declaring, I'm the best basketball player in the world. <laughs> yes, probably it's true. Whoever said that, yes, it's true. But you don't have to flaunt over it. Let people say it, okay? You don't have to say it. Why? Because you want to be in a position of humility, even if it's true. But because of our sinful hearts, we want, it, we want to do it our way. We want to, people to see that we have all figured things out, that we are in control of everything. But when you are humble, you're saying, or in a state of posture of humility, you're saying, it's not about me, Lord. It's not about me. Probably some of the things that you'll, when you are in the state of humility, that you would say that apart from you, I can do nothing. You are in control, not me. Lord, I want more of you in my life and less of me because I want you to rule in my life. I want people to see you more than me. Lord, I long for you. This is how much I want you. That's the reason why we need to be in a position of humility because we want more of God in our lives. Fasting is a means of getting our minds back on the reality that we are not self-sufficient. Fasting helps us realize just how fragile we are and how much we depend on things beyond ourselves. Last night, after the service, I went to pick up my, my wife and my, our daughter in Manila. Okay, in, in the mall in Manila. Personally, I don't like going to Manila. It's like uh, the Valley of Shadow of Death for me. 
Okay? <laughs> With all the one-way streets and all the, the ninja officers hiding and they'll just surprise you. Okay? Not, not realizing that you made a wrong turn. I don't like going to Manila. And usually, if I do, I would try to go there my way. I would try to explore and all that. I, 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 there was one time, I don't know where to go coming from office because it was traffic. I took a detour. I, I took a turn, and then I don't know where I am. Then I said, I'll just drive. I mean, Manila is just small, so where can I go? <laughs> right? I mean, I'll, I'll, I usually, I'll end up in the south anyway, but I just went round and around. But thankfully, okay, Thankfully, that there's this app that I, I use. Uh, it's called Waze. Okay? Thankfully, that Waze has given me a way to go to my... Get, did you get it? Waze has given me a way to get to my wife in Manila. And using that app is just like us putting our trust in God. This... Why? Because you could probably say... This is just an app, probably the, it can malfunction, probably uh, there's bugs in this program, okay? probably the, it, this hasn't been updated and all that, but what did I do? I just trusted in it. If it gets wrong, oh man, I'm in a big pile of trouble. But thankfully, our God is not like that. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. He leads us to the right direction when we surrender ourselves to it. Ways. When we fast, we just, we're not just following ways, but we are following God's ways. Amen? Also, when we humble ourselves, it's saying, I surrender. I surrender. It's like me saying, Lord, I have this situation. I give it to you. When we, fast, when we fast, usually people would think that I have to have this, I have to have that. Okay, let's forget all the material things. We've talked about that in the, in the, in the past uh, topics already, praying for, praying for things. But you know what? More than the material things, we surrender to Him. The things that hinders us to have a closer relationship with Him, what's that? Like sin, like addiction or bondages that we keep repeating over and over again, and we know that th- this area in my life doesn't bring glory to God, but it keeps on repeating and repeating. We try to fix it. We try to be good. We try to go to church and all that. But still, we fail. Why? Because we're trying to make it, to do it our way. But when we humble ourselves, it's saying, Lord, this sin of mine or this, my capability to try to overcome sin, I surrender it to you. Let your will be done. And you know what? When we surrender, God's power moves mightily in those people who surrender their lives. How many of you here or know someone that when they don't eat for one meal, they start to be cranky? <laughs> they start to easily be angry. You know what? I, I'm, I'm that kind of person. When... when when I'm hungry already, even if my wife would try to make a joke, try to cheer me up, I would, it's <laughs> so funny, I'm hungry. <laughs> Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm cranky, I'm hungry, I want to eat. 
I realized before, I was, th- I was thinking, it's a reason why we are like that. It's a theological thing. Reason why we, are, we became cranky because of our hunger. But just studying this, I realized that it's not a physiological thing. This is a spiritual thing. My crankiness, my impatience is not because of me being hungry and it's coming out of my, my stomach <laughs> or my mind. But that sin, that sin of impatience, of me um, um, thinking of bad things to do to whoever is bothering me when I'm hungry, was hidden in my heart all along for a very long time. It was just exposed. And you know what? Fasting exposes our hearts. It blatantly shows our sinful nature. And when that happens, don't be in despair. Be thankful that God revealed it to you. Why? Because you can surrender it to Him. And when you surrender it to Him, again, His power will move in us mightily. Also, when we surrender, what do we surrender? Our way, direction, Lord, I have this decision I'm making. I, where do I, I want, I'm trying to make a decision where to work. I surrender it to you, Lord Jesus, because I don't know what to do. Okay? Do I answer, there's this person trying to bug me, to try to court me. Do I say, yes, you can court me or no? Okay? Do I need to go to another nation to work or stay here? Lord, this kinds of decision-making, I surrender it to you. Okay? Why? Because we want to pursue the will of God. We don't want to pursue our, our feeling. Ah, Lord, I feel that I'm called to the States because it's very hot here. Okay? I want to experience cold weather and snow and all that. You know what? Don't base your, your decisions on your feelings. Seek the will of God. Fasting helps us to seek His will. Amen? So what happens when we are in the posture of humility before God? You'll praise and thank God. Psalm 69 verse 30, I'll praise the name of God with a song. I'll magnify Him with thanksgiving. Okay? That's the reason why we have prayer meeting this coming uh, week because we want to give thanks to Him and praise Him. You'll realize that everything that you have right now comes from God and everything else. Every blessing and favor that we would receive, it comes from Him. That's the reason why we thank Him. We become more sensitive in the blessings that He has given us. Before, we think that I was able to have this because of my own work. But when we fast, we start to realize the goodness and greatness of God in our lives. We thank Him. Also, another thing is that our hearts are revived. Psalm 69 verse 32, When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts Revive. Okay? Your flesh may be weak, but your heart, your spirit will be alive. Biblical fasting brings us into a closer union with God as we decrease, the spirit increases. When you fast, your heart becomes alive. Question is, right now, what excites you? When we come here to church, does it excite us? Or is it because your husband dragged you here? Or your wife? drag you here or your parents drag you here or this is a ritual that I have to do or is it because I need to go here because I will be blessed when we fast our hearts become revived when it comes to giving we become excited 
because our hearts are alive. When we come here and worship Him, we raise up our hands, we, we clap. When, when the pastor says, introduce yourself, you smile at the person beside you. You just know, oh, welcome, okay. He says, give you a high five, okay. No, you become excited. Why? Because your hearts are revived. Because we become more sensitive in the things that God has given us. Like uh, one of the things that I do with my eight-year-old daughter, if you have a, an eight-year-old daughter, or if, probably if you see kids and you try to play with them, how many of you know that you, you can do some stuff that you don't usually do in front of people, but in front of a toddler, you can do silly stuff to make that person laugh. When we fast, that's what we do. People may think it's silly. We may think it's silly. But the reason why we do it is because we want to, to, to bring joy to the heart of our Father. Amen? Fasting is not a way to get God do what we want. We can manipulate God. He's smarter than us. Okay? Fasting changes us, not God. Fasting is not a way to appear more spiritual than others. Fasting is to be done in the spirit of humility and a joyful attitude. And if there's one thing that I want you, everyone here to remember is this, that the discipline of fasting is the desire to know the heart of God. Amen? One more thing as we close and end in prayer. You know what? Let's go back to creation. One of the things I wonder is that, Lord, why did you invent hunger? You could have made us human beings. Um, uh, humans, people who, who, who doesn't experience hunger. How many of you believe God can do that? We exist, but we don't feel hungry. Why? Because He's God. He can do that. But why did He allow that area in our life to happen? And I believe it's this. It's probably because when He would mention in the Word about the bread of life, we would understand it. When He would mention in the future about us seeking the bread of life, we would know and understand and know in a way we would respond that we really need this. In John 6.35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. You know what? I hope that every time we would feel hungry, we will be reminded that God is the one who places hunger. And more than the hunger that we're feeling physically, that we would be reminded as well that we have to go, go back and, communion, and commune with our God and talk to Him. Because yes, I feel this hunger. I'm going to eat later. But later, when I go to my home, alone, I'm going to read my word because I need to stain my spiritual life as well. And here's a promise by, by, in James 4, verse 8. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. You know what? Unlike in the old way of fasting where people would hope God would move, where they would hope to reveal, to reveal God Himself when they have... Uh, uh, problems, they're in danger, they're in mourning, they're in distress. In the Old Testament, they are hoping that God would reveal Himself to them. But you know what? The reason why we fast right now as Christians, the new thing about fasting for us is this. We're not hoping because we want to see it or know it. 
we are fasting because we have already seen it and have experienced it for ourselves. And we say that it is good. Since we have experienced the love of God for us, we can say that, Lord, thank you. I have tasted and I have seen it and it is good. That's why I fast because I want to taste it again. I want to see your goodness again. I want to be sensitive to it again. When, we, when you eat your favorite food every day, your favorite food will lose its, its taste in your taste buds. And sometimes the reason why we fast is because we go back to try to experience that food, that taste of God giving to us or allowing us to experience again the joy of His salvation, His will. When we are in a posture of humility, the discipline of fasting is the desire to know God, to know the heart of God. Amen? That's why we all stand up right now as we pray. Jesus, we just want to say thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for, for the disciplines that we have learned, Lord God, for the past four weeks. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for that these disciplines are not just disciplines that, are, that we have heard and placed in our heads, but I pray, Lord God, it would go down in our hearts as well. I pray, Lord God, that yes, this is dip- these are disciplines that we have learned, Lord God, praying, reading the Word, being generous, Lord God, and even fasting, Lord God. But I pray, Lord God, that as we continue to do these things, Lord God, over and over and over and over and over again, this would eventually become a desire. This will eventually become a delight that is really a part of our system, Lord God. Right now, let's just, just take this time right now. If there's something in you, and you're saying, if there's something that's keeping you from, from, from worshiping God or surrendering it to Him, at this moment as we worship, as the music team comes here, and we worship, just give it to Him. If it's finances, give it to Him. Let God be your provider. If it's about healing for you or for a loved one, give it to Him as we worship. If it's, if it's a bondage, a sin, an addiction that has been happening over and over again and you're trying to overcome it, well, surrender it to Him. Give it to Him. Hunger for Him. Let's worship Him. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.